So thing you want to get to, if your missional community is kind of sucking or stalled or you're just not stoked about it, the you know, thing you want to get to or get back to are what I call predictable patterns. Okay. Okay. Those few key rhythms in your community life that everyone knows that you'll for sure be doing together at the same time and in the same manner each week. Okay. Now, and this goes beyond just a weekly meeting, but you know, I'm talking about getting into a rhythm of predictable patterns. Just think about like with your own family and kids. Sure. How many things do you do and you do them either daily or weekly? Some of them are necessary, yep. like paying the bills or like, you know, doing the chores or, you know, making the bed or whatever. Uh, and some of them are just fun, but we do them every week, right? Yeah. So what are what are the predictable patterns that you're getting to? So I want to suggest you go back to basics here and think up, in, and out. Okay. This might not be brand new to people, right? But they might have heard this before. Stick with me. Sure. Jesus maintained balance and priority in his life by, I think, perfectly integrating these three relational dynamics up in and out. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. Hey, man. You were looking super tan, my friend. You just get back from the beach like a minute ago or what? <laughs> I don't. Like, people Cut, keep cutting saying that I'm grass tan. every day. You my know, father in law years watching. ago, like, Literally, he cut his grass like every other day just because he didn't like being around people. <laughs> so if anybody was around the house, he's like, I got to cut the grass. And Fire he'd just be the out there and like, you just cut it. It's like down to the dirt, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he's super he had a tan. wicked good tan. Yeah. Super wicked good tan. <laughs> yeah. People are always like, you look so tan. What did you do? And I was like, I don't know. My inside. dad was that way and my daughter Kristen's that way. She goes outside, like get the mail a couple days in the spring. Boom, tan all <laughs> summer. Like done. Like, <laughs> hey, so we're talking uh, this week is going to be fun because it's actually playing. We're right in the middle of this wedged kind of micro three-week thing on missional communities. And last week we talked about a lifestyle of discipleship. And this week we're continuing that with uh, how to restart or jumpstart your missional community or small group. Next week we're talking about um, how to have kids. We'll talk about that here in a minute. How to have kids. (laughs) How to have kids active in your missional community. There you go. How to have um, a baby. (laughs) So a lot of small groups or missional communities might feel stuck in a rut, that they need some new life breathed into them. Uh, They're they're not always great. I've been in many that weren't. (laughs) And oftentimes they just kind of get stuck and a, as a weekly meeting, and nothing really ever becomes super intentional about the lifestyle that that we were trying to engage in initially. Yeah. Um, and so you last week were talking a little bit about your story, and uh, yeah, and how Tina and I and our friends first tried that same thing. We tried to start our quote missional community after hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. So if you missed that episode, but it failed. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about. It. So if you missed that, go back now because it's actually going to be really important as we continue on the next couple weeks. Yeah. And then um, come back and yeah, pick, pick the story up, story. up here. Yeah. yeah. Now, the good news from that story, though, and I'll tell you a little bit about it, a little bit more about it in a minute, is that the life that my family now lives mm-hmm. in community with others, and we have for years, is so rich and rewarding. Yeah, way different than what yeah, you. Yeah, it's just amazing, and you know, and our kids are involved in it, and they're adults now, and I, I want to, I want to tell our listeners this: I do almost anything to help them have the same kind of everyday life experience of their Christian faith too. Okay. I really, I mean, I want this for them and their spouse. You know, if you're listening, you're married. If you got kids, I want it for your kids because I'm telling you, like, there's some horrifying uh, statistics out there about 
kids raised in Christian homes and chucking their faith, right? You know? Sure. Um, I want it for your small group. I want it for your missional community. I want it for your whole church. I really do. And your neighborhood and others, yeah. right? I mean, so... It's an expounding gospel. Like, like, like yeah, go back and hear the beginning of the story. Like, it didn't start good. I'm going to tell you a little more of that today because it, 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 it happened. And the way we get to live now, you know, and I, and I know... I know it's not always the case or rarely the case, and that's that's awesome yeah. for people. And that's why today we want to look at ways to jumpstart, kickstart, or maybe even resurrect your missional community or small groups. Okay, so how would we go about resurrecting things or even getting back on track if currently we're not really digging the level of community engagement that we have in our small group or missional community? Or maybe it just seems stale or maybe we just suck at this. Like we're not maybe very good. Maybe just suck at this. Yeah. <laughs> How would we resurrect things? What's a good start? Okay. Well, first off, don't beat yourself up. These these things happen to all of us. And even I've been in vibrant missional communities that for one reason or another, they kind of fizzled. You know, hmm. key people moved away. Somebody got in a fight and they wouldn't let the gospel get in there and sort that out relationally. Sure. You know, whatever. Right. So they can happen. Our best intentions don't always uh, stay that intentional. Like the stuff of life can often derail everything. I just want to say, you know, don't beat yourself up. Pick yourself up. And remember that you're deeply loved by God and begin again. It's okay. Every journey is like a series of a thousand small, but in this case, intentional steps. It won't sure. happen accidentally. We're going to give you some tips today. So thing you want to get to, if your missional community is kind of sucking or stalled or you're just not stoked about it, the you know, thing you want to get to or get back to are what I call predictable patterns. Okay. Okay. Those few key rhythms in your community life that everyone knows that you'll for sure be doing together at the same time and in the same manner each week. Okay. Now, and this goes beyond just a weekly meeting, but you know, I'm talking about getting into a rhythm of predictable patterns. Just think about like with your own family and kids. Sure. How many things do you do and you do them either daily or weekly? Some of them are necessary, yep. you know, like paying the bills or like, you know, doing the chores or, you know, making the bed or whatever. Uh, and some of them are just fun, but we do them every week, right? Yeah. So what are what are the predictable patterns that you're getting to? So I want to suggest you go back to basics here and think up, in, and out. Okay. Okay. Um, this might not be brand new to people, right? But they might have heard this before. Stick with me. Sure. Jesus maintained balance and priority in his life by, I think, perfectly integrating these three relational dynamics, up, in, and out. And like I said, you may have already heard this. It's kind of simple, but stick with me. I'm going to unpack it in a little bit of a different way. And then a little later, I'm going to lay a pretty cool resource on folks that will really help them stimulate their thinking on this. So, Sweet. so first was, you know, up, time with his father. That was Jesus' upward relationship, okay? And, and then he spent time with those he was discipling and doing life with in close community. And those were his inward relationships, okay? right? That's where his lifestyle apprenticeship happened. And then time with those outside of his close circle, those were his outward relationships. And you can pretty quickly, I'm not going to like do a Bible study here of all the passages of Jesus' life in the Gospels, but you can kind of see that, right? Time with dad, time with those in his community, and then time with those who are kind of leaning in, you know, listening and paying, kind of following him around, right? And I want to suggest to jumpstart or restart your, your community that you pick one new predictable pattern or rhythm and you begin to do that together in community in each of the categories. So pick one up, yep. right, kind of activity, like okay. what you're going to do. it. Like this is part of how we're going to connect to dad, connect to the gospel deeply, all that, right? One in rhythm that you're going to have minimally, just, you know, but this is how you get started. You don't pick a hundred things. You pick one up, one in, and then one outward. And this is where a lot of people fall down. 
they don't pick the outward. They go like, all right, we're going to get back together and we're going to start praying and studying the Bible. And I guess we're going to go ahead and have a meal. Sure. But we're going to do it all at the same night. No, these are different rhythms, by the way. Yeah. Hey, okay? you can't combine them all in one Don't night. try to, there again, don't try to have the clown car we've talked about before, you know, yeah. where one event, one vehicle is just packed with everything and you call it a family life. Nope. Yeah. What I'm talking about here is picking an upward, inward, and outward predictable pattern. So what would you give us as a few suggestions for each of these, the up, in, and out, and what that might look like for us? Yeah, okay. Uh, let me give you a few to get you started in each category. And then um, in a little bit, I'll, I'll give an address of how people can download my free up, in, out matrix. Okay. It'll give them a ton of other ideas, okay? Like it's, it's, it's too deep to go over in the podcast, but sure. it's free. They can get it, okay? So stay tuned. I'll tell you what. So here, here's some ideas for up, okay? And that's your rhythm of connecting deeper to God in the gospel. Uh, one, uh, you want to find something to grow in your gospel fluency together, like by going through like something like the gospel primer. Great. Some of you know what that is. That's great. Some of you resource. don't, you can go to missiopublishing.com. Yeah, I wrote it, so it's a plug, but I mean, tell you, it's great. It like, really is great. Yeah, great if you want to connect deeper to the gospel in God's heart, go like set that and go like, that's our predictable pattern for at least eight weeks. Okay. And that'll help connect you deeply with God's heart in every area of life. Here's another idea. Spend time together listening to God, not asking him to do a bunch of stuff for you, but actually listening for his voice. We've yeah. done this in community. It's like, hey, tonight we're not going to, you know, God knows our needs, so we could tell him, but he already knows him. Today, we're going to listen to see what he wants to say. Yeah. Like, what if you start doing that in rhythm? Hmm. Like predictably, we do it. That's what we do every week, you know? Um, here's another one. Read and discuss one narrative from scripture together and then ask, what did we learn about God? What might he be trying to say to us in his story? And then what are we going to do about that this week? Hmm. Now that's simple. And I, I bet other people have heard of that, but if that was a predictable pattern, so you get together, you read a narrative, yep. a narrative key. Okay. And then ask, what do we learn about God? Like his character? Yeah. What might he be saying to us as a family here, this community? And then what are we going to do about it this week? And the beautiful thing is it actually ties in really well with what we talked about last week of this is not just getting together and reading Ephesians together and trying to find, this is actually us fleshing out, That's right. seeing what God looks Remember, like. Remember, these are basic steps to recharge or restart a community. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not blowing anybody's mind here, but if, but if your thing is fizzled and it's just kind of become, you know, a dud or it's just flat, I'm telling you, these, these, these things work. pick, I'm not, I'm not saying do all three of these. You could, but pick one Yeah. and make it a predictable pattern. Okay. okay. What about the in? Okay, good. In, in rhythm is that living more like a family in your missional community. So think family rhythms. Okay. Like what do you do with your family, right? So um, here's, here's a suggestion. Go through the story of God or the story formed way together. Okay. People can go to my website at caesarkalinowski.com and go to resources, all kinds of story training stuff there, okay? Take time to really get to know each other's stories and then look for unbelief, you know, in the gospel. And, and when people tell their stories, look where the un hidden unbelief is. Sure. Okay. So imagine if you said, you know what, every week when we get together, um, we're going to have a meal and we're going to, that's another one of the suggestions. And um, one of us is going to tell their story. Hmm. Like so simple, but so many people like, like, when's, like, do you know everybody's story? Like, no, he's, no, he's from Chicago. They're really nice. He works over here. It's like, yeah. those are facts. That's not a story. That's not their story. Yeah. Okay. So here's another one. Um, predictable pattern in community, right? Share the Lord's Supper or communion as a community together. Hmm. Like maybe add that as your first rhythm. Like we're going to start doing that. It's cool. And you get to speak truth and love. I'm not, you know, like don't go out and try, how do I find the little plastic cup and the wafer thing? You know, like, yeah. like do it, like really do it and speak truth and love to each other in that. Yeah. Here's another suggestion. 
um, have family dinner night as a community. No big agenda other than to be, just to be together. Yeah. So don't say, well, we have to jam in this, we have to jam in that. It's like, let it go. Like maybe a prayer request comes up or maybe sometimes, but like maybe that's the in rhythm you need. Like you've been, we just been kind of being a small group and we study the Bible together, but it's kind of flat. No one comes hardly every other time. Start having a meal together. Maybe that's your family dinner night and call it that. Yeah. Okay? I don't know. That's pretty fun. We actually do uh, something kind of similar. It's Tuesday night at Papa Murphy's. You get large pizzas for 10 bucks. And it's fun because <laughs> everyone brings a pizza that needs to be cooked. So you, ah. so you actually have 30 minutes waiting around as food's being prepared. It's not this that's, agenda jump into a meal. That's but awesome. it's also and that's like super easy too, super right? Super cheap. No one, no one has to feel like, I don't know how to cook. Uh, yeah. He's way better than I am at this. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Papa All Murphy's right. on Tuesdays. Great. Okay. Now the out. Okay. So that's the out rhythm is building relationships with those that are outside of your missional community, right? Outside of your immediate Oikos family there, right? Yeah. So here's, here's a suggestion. Regularly frequent the same few restaurants or pubs or cafes and parks so as to build familiarity and new relationships. Like pick a day or a night of the week and do it in a predictable pattern. Huh. I was in missional community um, a few years back in part of Tacoma, and we literally, we said, okay, this one night of the week, we are going to eat or have, you know, beer or whatever at one of these three places. That's it. We're just going to pick three and we're going to frequent them. And then we're going to go the same night because it's the same staff then. Yeah, and a lot of people, that's their night off. Yep. So it's a predictable pattern. You get to know everybody this way. And here's a little side tip, a little bonus tip I'm going to throw in there. Be nice. Ask good questions. Right. Yep. Be a good listener. Tip like crazy yeah. and buy around once in a while. And you'll know everybody in there and they'll love you and they'll hope you're coming back every Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Intentionally work on memorizing the names of your servers so it's not like, I forget your name all the time. I, I put it in my phone because yeah, I suck. Me yeah, too. I just put it in my yeah. phone. They're like, man, you got a good memory. I'm like, in my phone I do. Yeah. Yeah. I stock that stuff up and I go, hey, last you know, two weeks ago you had mentioned like something's going on with your dad. What happened there? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so simple. So predictable pattern, right? Regularly frequent the same few places. Here's another, here's another out suggestion. Um, regularly serve needs as a community out in your neighborhood or city. Like a, okay. maybe adopt a park or lo local school grounds or whatever, but like don't make it like hours away. Like try to do it locally sure. because let's see, relationally then those those relationships are going to be locally connected to that stuff, right? Yeah. And here's here's another suggestion for out. Host an, in, even though it's at your house, <laughs> host an open table each night where anyone and everyone's invited to a meal. No wow. big agenda. Doesn't have to be fancy food. I love the pizza idea. Um, but just build relationships and trust. Yeah. And the reason that's an out thing, even though you might be doing it with your mission community, they might not all make it. Yeah. So that's the thing about some of these it's like in like family life. You don't we're not taking attendance. Sure. But if you go like, you know, every Thursday we host an open table and the neighborhood knows it. Yeah. And people kind of roll in and roll out. It's kind of getting bigger and growing. And trust me, I know we've done this. <laughs> sure. Um, that would be a great out rhythm. Like yeah. just, you know, you and Tina will do that. We'll say like, you know what, what, what night of the week fits our schedule the best again, the next season of life. And then, you know what, guess what? Come winter, we might have to change it and tell the neighborhood, you know what? Thursday is now Saturday morning for breakfast, you know, just because yeah. we got something going on and it's okay. See, but it's still, you make it a predictable pattern. So remember, you're looking to start doing these things in predictable patterns, not one-offs. And, and you may notice something here. You can't do even these three simple rhythms all on one night of the week. Yeah, that's good. Right? A missional community is a family, and you can never do healthy, meaningful family life together for just a couple hours one night per week and try to jam it all in. So don't yeah. try to. Just kind of die to that. Pick one up, one in, one out rhythm. They're probably going to have to happen on different times of the week. That's great. Not everybody might make them, but if you do them predictably, 
yeah. people start to go, oh, I know, you know what's going on right now? We're, we're doing that, you know? Yeah, drive-by. Yep. Drive-by drinks, you know, <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> Our uh, neighborhood has- That's they, what I was going to, yeah, I was going to say. Driveway happy hour. Yeah, what's the concept? It's such a, you just, you said it's, it to me last week. It's called Driveway Happy Hour, which we, you know, we've always done happy hours, like when we move to new places, like, sure. right? We get here, they're already doing it. They beat us to the punch. <laughs> so we go on our neighborhood Facebook page and you just go, hey, this Friday or whatever, Wednesday, Driveway Happy Hour. And then I don't know why they do it in the driveway, but you know, and then people have those little white pop-up tents or something. I think somebody yeah. in the neighborhood has one, everybody just borrows it, you know? Yeah. And then they set up a table and drinks and all their lawn chairs. People walk up with lawn chairs and it's just, it's nuts. It's easy. Yeah, some guys just, you know, has to get home. So he's swings by and grabs a drink and heads yeah, home but it's exactly. building that community yeah exactly it's it's nothing <laughs> it's so fun man so this is stuff that is like if you actually gave some intentionality it's not rocket scientist or holy cow no i'm not blowing breaking. anybody's mind here with like who thought of these things yeah i know just simple ways to get started and if you will stick with them over time these new rhythms and relationships begin to form when you find yourself in a whole new season and you're actually growing deeper with people than yeah. you've ever done before remember this is a restart thing yeah this way this is not a bad way to start <laughs> yeah but it's, but it's a killer restart as well. Absolutely. So you said uh, that you would tell us a bit more about your story and kind of pick up where things left off in our last episode. Will you, will you tell us more? Yeah. It didn't leave off well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a cliffhanger. We tried and it failed. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go back a little bit. Okay. When, okay. when Tina and I were young parents, we like, like I said, like a lot of Christians, we pretty much lived a Sunday to Sunday experience of our faith. Hmm. Okay. And it was great. We loved our church and, and I'm not saying we didn't learn stuff and great. The problem was that over time, kind of, and as life got busier and more kids and sure. work, because we always ran our own businesses and was, you know, there's always yep. more to do. And I um, started feeling like being a Christian was primarily about sin management and behavioral modification. Hmm. And it wasn't drawing us closer to God. In fact, it was causing doubts and a feeling of uncertainty about who God was. Not, not like we didn't believe in him, you know, but like, what does he really want from our lives? Is yeah. it just this Sunday attendance? And sure. I guess I'm waiting for heaven. I mean, you know, now, right, and uh, and and our Christian faith outside the church building was pretty much just left up to Tina and I to figure out on our own. So we, you know, we take a bit of this sermon and a piece from that book, and maybe we go to a seminar or something at another sure. church or a weekend thing, and we just kind of had to try to bolt it all together. And I'll be honest with you, we were starting to drown. Hmm. And because of this, you know, feeling that way, it was start, it was getting harder and harder to want to invite our friends into this Christian life, right? Because like, what am I going to tell them? Like, it's kind of you know, kind of sucks. I don't know, goes, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're not sure what we're doing, but we like church. You know, it's like yeah. oh, later, like I don't, you know, and, and it was getting harder for me to insist on my own family go to church every weekend, right? Sure. And I found it harder and harder to share my faith and engage in any kind of meaningful spiritual conversations. Mm. And so I, I just didn't very much. Wow. Right. And guess what? Some of that was even like I'm a pastor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at some at one point, you know, and um, and that's when we started that first missional community group experiment that I told you about in the last episode. Yeah. We were just feeling like we have to, right? Yep. But darn it, if that didn't work either. <laughs> but by his grace, God ended up leading Tina and I into an experience of being the church okay. instead of just going to church. And and we joined a group of friends that started to like read through the gospels wow. and like with new eyes and study the book of Acts. And we decided that we believed that we really get to live that way too. Wow. Like really, it's, I mean, it's not as simple and corny as that sounds as we start going like, Look how they live in the book of Acts. Look how Jesus hung out all the time. And it, we like, can do that. Yeah. And, and you know, actually that group of friends grew into what became Soma communities. Hmm. Right. And we were in each other's lives daily and we loved it. Wow. Like it wasn't too much. You know what I mean? Sure. Like we just, and guess what? God like reprioritized our hearts because we wanted this lifestyle. We wanted it. We yeah. didn't, we didn't, we weren't happy. Like I said, we were drowning with the Sunday to Sunday, work real hard, Sunday, work real hard, you know? Sure. And, 
you know, we were in each other's lives. We shared life on life experience of our faith. Um, the truth was spoken in love and the gospel started touching every part of life, not just like, I'm glad I'm going to heaven, you know? Yeah. And, and we had each other's backs like big time. That's cool. And we used to say like, Hey, we either all make it or we're all going to, you know, fail like financially or something like that. Like so-and-so lost his job. doesn't matter. We all make it or none of us make it. Right. Yep. You know, and it turns out that what Jesus promised us was true <laughs> and it was available to us too, not just those Bible people hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. Remember he said that, right? Yeah. And what we developed along the way, and I kind of, you know, I tipped my hand to this last week was a unique combination of, of like innovative ideas and teaching and heart transformation and like sort of immersive life on life experiences yeah. that created what I now recognize was an integrated lifestyle apprenticeship. And that's how we started to live, but it's also how we started to pass it on. Wow. We didn't say like, wow, we're living this way. Go read this. It was sure. like, it became integrated, like them in our life, us in theirs. So even if they were not yet believers, we began to integrate them into a lifestyle of discipleship, walk in the ways of Jesus, right? Yep. So they become set free. That's what Jesus said. And that was pretty rare. But like I said, that's what Jesus did with his disciples. And guess what? It works. Hmm. Now, it doesn't work if you don't give time to it. And it doesn't work if your priorities are still everything else. You won't fit this in because it's a lifestyle. Sure. It's not just sermons or classroom teaching, but it's learning together with other mature disciples that have mastered a lifestyle of discipleship and mission. And hearts are changed. And that's key, right? <laughs> not just behavior and activity. So we kind of discovered a new language eventually. You know, you probably even hear that on the podcast. Yeah. And we talk about things with a little bit different, you know, words and language and, and how to live an integrated life where it all kind of fit yep. naturally. So we didn't, we're kind of putting on, hey, it's time to witness that guy, you know, or it's <laughs> time to do disciple. Are we doing discipleship now? It was kind of all integrated. And there was daily, weekly encouragement, you know, from each other. It was just, like I said, it was life on life. And- and, and some of the more seasoned saints, they were open up the lid to their marriages to us wow. and their budget. Like they'd show their budget and they'd tell us about their parenting fails and what went well. And we'd ask their kids and they got to see ours, you know. Yeah, like, it was like real life happening. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. kneel down next to a guy when he's putting his son to bed and he's praying with him and he's having to bring up a kind of a weird thing of the day, but it's all grace. Yeah. And then he like kisses him, good night, I love you, buddy. And so does Jesus. And they pray together. It's like, who shows you that stuff, right? Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. And, and so, you know, you know what else was crazy? We discovered that this lifestyle uh, was actually really not only awesome for us Christians, but it was really attractive to our not yet believing friends. Sure. Like it really was. Yeah. And it was, and there again, maybe that's part of why we adopted some new language along the way. We tried to like de-Christianityize, churchify the wording, you know, yeah. but it turns out good news is actually good news. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes it's in jeans and sneakers over a beer, right? But yep. it's still good news if it's good news. And that's why we continue to offer the coaching and training that we do. I mentioned this in the last episode, but in just a few weeks, we'll begin working with a dozen or so new couples who are dedicated disciple makers and who join us in our Everyday Disciple Makers coaching experience. Now, with our Everyday Disciple framework, you'll find clarity on what discipleship really is and how to disciple others to maturity. So it's not just hanging out week to week. Or even if you start getting to do that a lot and being the nicest people in the neighborhood, but it really is a full framework. So you're going to help build disciples that are mature and making more disciples. We'll teach you exactly what to do and how to do it with confidence to keep moving forward at a sustainable pace. And we'll help you find a work, ministry, family life balance while making discipleship part of your normal life. All the stuff we talk about here on the podcast. If you feel like your current disciple-making process or lack thereof 
is not producing transformation and freedom and maturity in your people, our proven discipleship framework will change that for you. We've helped thousands of people in every imaginable context and age and stage of life. And like we've said, they're finding great spiritual freedom as they are released from a discipleship model based on behavioral modification and sin management. They're seeing relationships healed that have been broken sometimes for years and years. And all of this flows out of a deeper understanding of the gospel and a growing gospel fluency. That's what we want to help you get and grab a hold of, make part of your family, and see that embedded deeply in your church family and in your community. We start off by having a one-on-one meeting with you on Zoom to get to know your story, your family rhythms, and your goals for disciple-making. And then we craft a personal disciple-making roadmap just for you, and perhaps even another roadmap for implementing this all within your church. So if you're leading lots of small groups or you're trying to roll this out church-wide, then we're going to create a roadmap for that as well. So you'll never wonder what's next or what you should be doing. It's all spilled out step-by-step, and it comes with the training and equipping to help you master each of the steps and have the resources you need along the way. We'll help expose hidden obstacles to effective disciple-making that may have hindered you in the past. When it's time, we'll help you pass on everything you've learned and experienced to others, multiplying new leaders and new communities of disciple-makers. So in the coaching, along with your spouse, if you're married, together with other serious disciple-makers, we'll meet two times per month online for a time of encouragement and expert coaching and Q&A. We'll ensure you're continuing to make progress consistently and with confidence. We've designed our Everyday Disciple Makers coaching to give you the tools, framework, and encouragement to lead your family, church, or community into natural everyday discipleship rhythms as you make more disciples of Jesus. So if you're serious about making disciples in a way that naturally fits your life and rhythms with family and friends, you know, the way Jesus did it, then I really think this coaching experience is for you. To get started, let's set up a discovery call together this week to see if this is a good fit for you and help you get started. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. That's everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery and we'll get you all set up, and I can't wait to meet you. Okay, thanks for letting me talk a bit about that, Heath. Time to wrap up? Okay, so we got to wrap things up, but we always do the big three, which is the three things that we want people to uh, know and believe that they can actually use to get started on immediately. So if nothing else, you don't want to miss these, and you can get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download, so you can discuss it with others or be reminded of all this. You just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, everydaydisciple.com forward slash B-I-G, the number three. Now, here are the big three for this week. Number one, know that this life and community is a journey and that the lifestyle we're talking about here is the goal. That's the destination. So begin where you're at or begin again if you have to. This is the life that God created you to live. Hmm. So like just a week to week experience of your faith is not what Jesus came and died to give you. Yeah. Okay. So know that. Okay. Second, believe that God wants you to have this type of an intentional lifestyle. Jesus lived the best possible life any human ever lived. And then he taught his disciples to live this way. And he sent them out to do the same thing. And now he invites us into that same lifestyle. How fun. Right? Like we get to. And, yeah. and like Jesus, I mean, he had the best life, right? So, <laughs> and number three, unless you're a pretty rare Christian, like probably less than 1% that I've met, 
you probably don't have the tools and skills to naturally make disciples and help people come to the Lord and experience true Christian community in everyday life. Yeah. It's just not being taught at most churches. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not trying to, you know, poke anybody. That's not your fault. Um, but it doesn't have to stay that way. Find and engage in a true integrated apprenticeship with those that have gone before you. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, you come and join us. I would love it. I'd be honored to have you in a home. Sure. And spend, you know, it's a journey. It's a long, it's a journey for months yeah. uh, to, together. I mean, not living here for months, but you know. Um, but, <laughs> we'll kick you out. But there's other things too. So like, don't just stay where you're at. Like believe yeah. that God has this life for you. And, you know, don't just keep hoping for that miracle. You know, just yeah. get after it, right? You know, it's one of those things I just feel the spirit saying, like, it's that it's the the apprenticeship is the multiplication versus the addition, right? If the end means of our discipleship is that we know more scripture and it ends with us, we failed. Yeah. It has to continue on. So how are we teaching? Like, not how are we becoming disciples, but how are we also, while we're becoming disciples, living in community with others, and that it's expounding and multiplying to even other people becoming yeah. disciples. By the way, the brilliance of Jesus, like, go make disciples was, you want to become like Jesus? Go make some disciples. Yeah. Because your whole heart's going to get sanded on. And, you know, it's just yeah, crazy, it's right? Cool. It's the only way. Yeah. It's the only way. And folks don't want to miss the next episode because we're going to be kind of continuing in this little mini three series. And we're going to talk about what to do with your kids yep. in Michelle Community Lifestyle, right? We'll give you a ton of great ideas. And I'm going to push your thinking a little bit on this too. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 